It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Good morning. What's up, Jordan? Nothing much, Joe. That's right. It's Jordan and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the uh, the switcheroo there. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That was good. Uh, what's up, man? Nothing much. I think um, it's interesting being as how the timing of this episode comes at the heels of the double work for getting the last ones out. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're listening to this now, hopefully you would have gotten through our other episodes that were a little bit more timely right. um, related to Crazy Rich Asians and Black Klansmen. And yeah, I think we uh, are doing it how we used to do it. Um, one thing I didn't get to mention on the last episode was We've been doing this for about a year now. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I wanted to mention that too. It's like happy uh, one year anniversary, anniversary. man. Yeah. <laughs> the 8am shift. Yeah. Um, it's so fun. I, so I guess this would be season two then, technically. Yeah, I guess this is. We're on to a season two, yeah, man. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to us, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's weird how this is what this episode is going to be like reflecting back on, <laughs> you know, the, the making of a podcast. Uh, it's just, it's weird to like see how like sort of we've progressed in like just say one year, like sort of how the show is like taking form, but also like how, you know, when your life gets busy. Yeah. It becomes a little hard to piece one together. Yeah. But we're still doing it because it's the 8 a.m. shift, damn it. Yeah. And you know, we still have a lot of stockpiled uh, audio. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of excited to like list, go back and listen to some of that stuff and like piece it together and put it out for the shifters to see like <laughs> how stupid they think we are. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because I remember there's an episode that we were trying to do, but we had to like get through more. We kind of over-recorded, but it was like the Red Dawn episode. Oh, boy. And I'm, and I'm curious because um, we'll probably use like bits and pieces of it, obviously, right, right. but I still it's still as relevant <laughs> as ever, as was, you know? Right. Yeah. I think we need to like take snippets from like our old episodes and like turn them into like sound bites that we just like, you like I press a button and it's like you going like Punisher rules or something like that. <laughs> Jordan's wearing an awesome Punisher shirt, by the way. <laughs> and Joe's wearing an awesome Breaking Bad Heisenberg shirt. We like came into work today and like saw each other outside and we're like, <gasps> this is why the ADM shift works. <laughs> it's funny, you know, like I think there's a, like a lot of also, and this is going to tie into <laughs> kind of topic we were talking about off mic that I guess we'll get into. Uh, there's also like a lot of talking about like your love and my partial love of <laughs> Sons of Anarchy that I think would be interesting to like bring up like as the new Mayan show sort of like uh, unfolds and like yeah. just see how that all like sort of compares. But uh, I know you had, we were talking about like you watching that first episode of Mayans that was just released and sort of... Right. So I think, so just total transparency to the listener, I think I think what we'll do this time around for season two is that we'll probably start our conversations in like a previous episode. Right. And maybe like we'll book a guest to like kind of do like a part two or kind of like right. a, like kind of bookend it a little bit. Right. Um, I like your honesty with the shifters. Oh, yeah. You're man. like, here's how we're going to do the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're a fan who's like a, like a, like a consistent fan looking at you, not going to say your name, <laughs> but you know exactly who you are. You know who you are. You know exactly who you are. Um, yeah, I think um, 
just giving everyone the heads up is something that's always been part of my mantra. So, you know, just giving everyone the heads up, I think we might we might uh, explore that, you know, kind of like bookending our our episodes in like a, in a in a later episode. Um, so I guess you mentioned Sons of Anarchy. I'm wearing a Punisher shirt. You're wearing a Heisenberg shirt. Uh, I think this episode is dedicated <laughs> to, to men. To the, <laughs> uh, this is dedicated to uh, white male hegemony. <laughs> <laughs> and we're saying this as uh, Brett Kavanaugh is. Yeah, yeah, am I saying his last name correctly? Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh yeah. <laughs> gets confirmed, and and here I am sinking further into depression (laughs) (laughs) and that's also the sound of you listener that probably sinking a little bit further (laughs) Further into depression depression. exactly (laughs) all jokes aside um yeah i was really hyped about uh the mayans the uh spinoff he's not he's not like expressing his hype enough here so it would be like it was almost like a countdown every week you know mine's coming Coming. <laughs> if you look at the 8 a.m. shift Facebook page, you know which ones like Mike posted, and you know which ones I probably posted. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you also know because I'm the one that's like, "Yo, Fraser, who was in our previous episode." <laughs> exactly right. Like, also listen to that episode, but Fraser did something on complex about Mayans and Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Shout out to Fraser, the Summer Man. The you Summer know. Man. We need to have him back on, man. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mayans is a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. Um, I think, which is f- funny because some would argue that Sons of Anarchy was a spinoff of The Shield, even though it was more of like an original series right. that happened to have a lot of overlap. Uh, in terms of like, characters or like gangs and stuff like that right, melded right. into it. So it wasn't a direct spinoff. Um, and then what Kurt Sutter would do is that he would take the cast of The Shield and like kind of intersperse them as different characters in Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. Of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, whereas at Mines is like a direct spinoff and they give you all that in that first episode. Right, you right. see, uh, spoiler alert, but... If you didn't think Sam Crow was going to make an appearance, <laughs> they make an appearance. It's like, how do you do Minds without Sam Crow? It's like, if, 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 if anybody thought that wasn't going to happen. like, Well, they took it a step further, and there's actually one spoiler. that doesn't really affect the actual plot. Right. But once you see it, and it takes place while the main character is uh, in a flashback sequence when right, he's still in Stockton right. uh, prison. Okay. It's very, you know, they, they, they make it, they there's one character that you see you're like oh snap <laughs> you know uh, do they need to do it no but you know they it's fan service it's fan right? service you know, sometimes exactly you gotta, you gotta yeah. serve those fans Kurt Sutter knows fan service so I mean <laughs> I'm not I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't even tripping so here's here's the um, so here's the confession though right, right. I didn't finish the episode. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for you to get to. There was I missed all the this- first 20 minutes and then I like the last half hour because I was watching it on live TV. <laughs> I was like... Which is like crazy now to think that you, you were watching live television. Yeah. They made it almost like a two hour event. Right. Which is a little too much. <laughs> well, even Suns towards the end was getting insanely long. Right. And, you know, I I'd bought like one of those season passes on Amazon, so I was just watching it without ads but i can only imagine the experience of <laughs> right. w- watching like a show that without ads is already like an hour right, and then right. it getting stretched out to an hour and a half to almost two hours because right. of uh advertising you know when that always burned you like when you were watching like when i was a kid right or not even a kid but you know like i don't know whatever age and you know you'd see like a movie you love and you'd be like 
all right, it's up to this part. All right, I'm going to watch it to the end because I got to see the end. Right. And then you you realize, oh, wait, this is on network television. So there's like another two hours. Like it literally, like if you were watching the movie on like tape or something, there'd be like 45 minutes left. But it's like stretched out to like an hour and a half, two hours. So uh, you got burned, man. Live television. That's what happens. I think uh, it was a Terminator 2 caught me all every time. Oh yeah, for sure. T two man. T two judgment day. Judgment day. And uh, I don't know the Ten Commandments maybe. <laughs> the Ten Commandments, <laughs> which it's actually a pretty long movie without. It's an epic. Without dude. that and like Ben Hur and those movies <laughs> from back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah no so like yeah I come in and I didn't get to watch um the Mayans uh, uh when what day did it come on what, what day was it did yesterday it, it was yesterday right yeah, that's so what September sorry fourth so just to play just to place like the time so I didn't get to watch it because I had actually I had a screening I didn't remember what it was it was like a press screening and I ended up going to the Nun. Which oh, that must have been awesome. Spin-off spin of The Conjuring, which uh, I, I'll give, we'll, we'll continue with the, the Mayans, but I'll give you my two cents on that one. <laughs> uh, so, but then I come in and I'm like, uh, I'm like, Jordan, Mayans, come on. And when he tells me that he didn't watch the whole thing, the shock on my face was like, because you've been talking about it for so long, dude. It's like the whole year was like a lead up to this Mayans premiere with you, man. <laughs> and then you were just like, meh. Yeah, I mean it's funny because I think maybe I overhyped myself up, right. and um, I'm willing to admit. But yo, the thing is, is that watching something with ads is a huge drain. <laughs> <laughs> it is a huge drain. I, I hate to admit it, but yo, aver- as as a marketer, advertising got me this time. <laughs> you know, I I'm uh, I'm a victim of my own I don't know industry. <laughs> the irony too is that. The show itself is marketing, and that's the thing that I I always found interesting because, uh, I mean, if you look at the original context of, like, the original melding of, of those two worlds, if you will, like, a, a original soap operas, right? right? It was like they would insert soap ads in the middle right. of radio Putting shows, it in. Right? Yeah. Um, so Mayans, if it's like a, a patriarchal <laughs> soap opera, which Sons is probably even more emblematic of that. Right. You know the ads you're getting are just are all a part of that, but the show itself is marketing, right? Right. And that's the thing that always stood out to me. I mean, I think in other series such as like Mad Men, it was more pronounced. I mean, the fact that Mad Men had their own Banana Republic line, you know, it was like <laughs> it's almost like like it was like Mad Men was like fashion's like best fucking advertisement. Right? I remember seeing it in um in Midtown somewhere. Yeah, like in yeah, the window. yeah. They had like all these like Mad Men. Things. Yeah, I was like, I'm surprised they don't have like a pack of Lucky Strikes in the pocket. Like, right, yeah. right, and like so for me, Mayans or Sons of Anarchy, without the ads. Was already selling you on a lifestyle, right? It was outlaw lifestyle. So they were selling you <laughs> on a lifestyle. So, for me, I watched about like two seasons of Sense of Anarchy, and by the I got to the time of the third third season, I was like talking to my dad, like I think I want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. And he was like, "Get me like you're out of your fucking mind." <laughs> so yeah, just that, that just like pictured you on a motorcycle with like your hair whipping in the wind. <laughs> and then now I'm like, thank you, Jordan's dad, for not uh, allowing him to. <laughs> well, I don't know about allow, but Priori- talking him out of getting on priorities, man, priorities. But yeah. th- you know, that's the, but the thing is, like, even like the look and feel, like, I mean, like the the cuts, I mean, right. like the the 
the flannel shirts. <laughs> uh, we we do wear the flannel. We shirt. do the flannel shirts. I mean, just like the the, the look, the, the shades, all of that. Like, I mean, they're selling you on a look. They're selling you on a lifestyle. They're right. selling you on something. So to have that, and on top of that, have to like, you know, know that Dairy Queen is having a you know four ninety nine special. <laughs> but guess what? Now you know Dairy Queen is having a four ninety nine special, and you just spread it out to the shift. Right, right. It's like kind of like <laughs> jarring because then the thing is like it's the same advertisers, so you're watching right. like multiple ads about Dairy Queen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thinking that like okay, now I want to get a Dairy Queen, but you're like fuck, I really want to get a Harley. <laughs> I need a Derek Quinn Hardly And uh, Some kind of power tool I'm assuming <laughs> Was the other ad uh, It's funny Because it's like I'm so used to Like Amazon Prime uh, Advertising Which is like One commercial Repeatedly Through every episode You watch for like Four hours Or Dude, something like Hulu that Hulu ads can be annoying Right yeah, and actually, that's I said Amazon Prime. I actually meant Hulu, but like it was like it was like that. It was, it's just like you'll see like a, I don't know, like a rice aroni ad or something. <laughs> uh, but you'll see that like you know just a hundred times for like four hours, like as you're like binging some TV. Right, show. right. And this thing is that that's like for most people that's like bearable. Right. But. I mean, the way they stacked the ads for FX, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh my goodness, man!" <laughs> like, no one. And then you start seeing ads for like, get, get, F, get FX, get the FX Plus now FX app. app get right, it all, right, yeah, yeah. Pay, like, you pay another ten dollars a month, and you get no ads, and you're just like, "Man, maybe, maybe <laughs> do I should do it." That's how they get you, man. You know, we're I'm, gonna bombard you with all these crappy ads, and then it's gonna make you want to pay us an extra ten bucks. So they, you know, I'm trying to finance a Harley. I'm mean, and watch my <laughs> ends, like, and I don't want to watch these ads. Though. And then buy more flannels and, and power tools. Power tools. <laughs> uh, so, but like, I, back to the episode. You actually, you didn't like hate, you didn't dislike the episode. It was just kind of like being bombarded with the, the ads and the length. And I guess maybe, you know, for me, I honestly, if I had missed the first 20 minutes, I wouldn't watch the episode. Like, you you and I are different in that way. Like, I, there's no way I hop into it. And yeah, you I, were can, saying, I can you, watch a movie after missing 20 minutes. That's crazy, dude. Like, if, obviously, if I've seen the movie a hundred times and even then sometimes it's hard enough because like like we don't we just mentioned like terminated 2 like if i come into 20 terminated 2 30 minutes in i'm gonna be like damn but i missed this and i missed that and i missed that and then i'm gonna like f go find my uh come DVD on come on dude it. really what man you're gonna you're gonna trip over the part about the robots being sent back in time that we all fucking know it's not that t2 that's not t2 man like t2's got more than that uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry you're right you had the cool part where you like Kills the woman <laughs> through the <laughs> that kid's mom like through the milk or whatever. Right. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen T Two Judgment Day from like nineteen ninety. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, you think you're gonna like go back and try to watch the whole episode, or is it like you'll just move on from here? Yeah, no, I'm probably gonna finish it up. I mean. I'm also going to see what my other viewing options are because, man, those ads. <laughs> there are no other viewing options. Well, I think it was if you have, like, Hulu. I don't know if I have Hulu options now. It's like Hulu. Is there another Hulu? Hulu? Like, we have a paid-for Hulu. Yeah, It comes with, the, like, the minimal ads. Yeah, minimal ads. I guess ads. there's another one that yeah. gets rid of the ads. But there were a bunch of <laughs> FX shows on there, and I'm like, hmm, maybe if it's, if it's on there, I could 
deal with uh like <laughs> one ad a hundred times yeah over. yeah a million ads uh I, I don't know how i'm gonna watch it actually I, well i have the fx app like you so i guess is it different from like because you just like pay for the fx app but like i get it through my cable so like, no no I it was through know. my girlfriend's cable so oh, all right <laughs> we <laughs> edit that out <laughs> i'm just kidding um everybody does it you know I mean, nobody has their own hbo go code by this point right i'm yeah, sure no. we're all using one guy's hbo yeah. Oh. Thank uh, you, my cousin, by the way. There you go. <laughs> who who shall to... remain nameless? I know, right? Uh, so I was able to watch Dunkirk, Insecure, nice. Random Acts of Flyness. Nice. I still have to watch Random Acts of fly- Flyness. I think you would really like it. You're not the only person. I've had plenty of people come up to me now and like, Joe, have you checked this out? And I'm yeah. like, so I feel like people know it's like in like right up my alley. So I gotta, I yeah. gotta check it out. I mean, it's funny because we we're literally talking about like. Like so, several of the whitest shows ever, and now we're going to like probably the blackest show, and probably one of the best black experience shows I've ever watched in my life. Oh. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get on it, man. Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm in my Ozark world right now, so that's just not gonna happen. Also, once really, Ozark's done. also another show about white male patriarchy. <laughs> it's a good one, though. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny with Ozark though, and this is I haven't only watched one episode. I'm probably gonna watch a few more at some point. I think. One thing that turns me off just a little bit about it, it's the filter on that camera. If you know what I'm talking about, yeah, where they, no, I it's, know, it's, but it's, it's cast in like this bluish kind of like. First of all, that's not like every episode, but okay, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's funny because I feel like this season, the second season. The look is a little bit different, and maybe that was like something that they had read in like comments or something in threads online. Uh, it's. I feel like they're going for a more like natural look now, but there was one shot. It was a really really cool shot, like in the second, uh, probably like the third episode of the second season, where it's like this super 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 wide shot of a speedboat, and it stays on the ho- shot the whole time as the camera just like swoop comes in slowly onto this boat, and then it like becomes. Uh, I wouldn't say like it's not like a it's maybe like a medium wide shot and then they like drive out of the shot it's like a really cool shot but it kind of had that blue tint that you're talking about and I, I was kind of like man this feels like a throwback to the, the first season right 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 but uh, it definitely like fills that like Breaking Bad void that's been gone but and it's, and it's not Breaking Bad right it's it's, it's own well, thing yeah they're saying Better Call Saul would be better than Breaking Bad and I'm like well, I, I gotta watch that yeah I'm yeah. I'm picking up the second season again and like because there was this huge gap between the time that I watched season one and season two like I'm kind of like putting the pieces together right but I, the, the only thing I'll say about Better Call Saul is that especially when you get to season two there are these moments where there are lulls but it's still like you have to really take your time with it right and I think Vince uh, Gilly, Gilligan Gillian. 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 Whoops. Flub that. Keep that in. <laughs> he, I mean, he was just really good at constructing shows that, you know, that you have to kind of bask in a little bit. Right, right. And that's the thing with Breaking Bad was that even when you, even the episodes that were, were in, had like almost, were almost like meaningless, like the episode with the fly. Right. Right. Which, 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 which great episode. Which, I don't want to say it's completely meaningless, but if you think about it, it you could you could have not watched that episode and just like gone back to like it's true like in the overall story yeah that doesn't necessarily affect like where it's going but 
it's just such a great character episode. Like yeah. you really develop Hulu's character yeah. more and you understand yeah. them better. Uh, and that's like, cause it gets a lot of like, well, was it, you know, like what did yeah. it have to do with the whole thing? But it, yeah. it, it, it allows you to understand those characters a lot better. Right. Right. So I think that's what, uh, Vince Gilliam is really good at is right. creating those moments, even though it forces you to really have to pay attention to it. I mean, I think what Better Call Saul is that you could also watch his background noise if you want and see if you ingest any of it. Right. You know, like I have, I've had those moments with sons where like, blah, 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 blah shootout, something happens, <laughs> right. negotiation, blah, 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 another shootout. And like, you're like, I don't know, putting together a PowerPoint presentation right, 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 while right. you're watching this, you know? See, one of the things with like, I guess the, like the levels of writing on shows is that like something like in uh, even though I'm not saying it's as good as that, but like with an Ozark similar to a Breaking Bad, uh, I never really feel like there's much filler, right? Like everything, right, I'm right. kind of like I, I have to watch everything, and I, I mean that's just me in general. Like I always have to watch, but even with like, but like like take the Mar the Netflix Marvel shows for instance, like. Just because cause I'm a nut, like I have to watch everything. Like, I, so I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch it. I don't really want to miss anything, but tons of filler in a lot of those shows, right? Yeah. And so, like, I feel like Ozark in that respect, like, I don't feel like I get those, like, really fillery moments. Right, like, right. everything always feels like it's propelling the story forward. Right. And I, I feel like, oh, right, I need to constantly keep watching this. So, like, I blew through, like, four episodes just the other day, like, just because it only came out a few days ago. Um <clears throat> You know, my on the first sit down, I watched like four episodes. Right, yeah. right. So, I feel like give it. And I was telling you this: if if you if you haven't watched Ozark, and you know, and you're thinking about it, <laughs> uh, get through like the first couple episodes because the episodes are really like setting up where they're going so like you're gonna see some of these things where you're like oh i've seen this before right like this guy got himself in trouble he's a smart guy but he got himself in trouble doing things he shouldn't be doing so you're gonna be like all right i've seen this before do i need to watch this but once they get into the ozarks and like they really get themselves like down and dirty and in the mud and like rooted that's when the show takes off because it's like now the characters can really start developing and going their own directions and stuff like that and uh it's uh, to me, it's just real exciting watch, man. Like, and uh, it, great actors, dude. Like, there's some really, really good, uh, like UK actors in the show playing these, like, you know, <laughs> like American, yeah, like, yeah. White trash characters. Yeah. And it's like, but they're they're fantastic, dude, right? Um, so I, I would definitely say check it out, Jordan Shifters. Like, if you haven't gotten on it, um, Ozark, please give me my check now. Um, Netflix. <laughs> uh, I would definitely uh, de- give give it a watch. Uh, give it a we'll few do. episodes to, to hook you. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I have a title for this episode. It's our season, our the the season two ADM Chef season two preview. So we're talking about stuff that we're probably gonna talk about again. <laughs> You'll hear us talk <laughs> about, about it again. I like it. I thought about so Mayans got me thinking about Sons of Anarchy, right? And, you know, everyone's putting out these, like, you know, best seasons of, of Sons of Anarchy, like, you know, re- repurposing content from like, right, years right, ago, right. right? And then I, for some reason, I, I said to myself, how come no one ever recapped or tried to, like, um, re-explore Oz? You know, Oz came out 21 years ago, right? Wow, that's crazy to think about, dude. And, you know, I, I actually tweeted at Frasier, I was like, 
and he never watched Oz, surprisingly. Right, right. But he, I said to him, like, yo, no one ever really gave it, it's it's, it's, it's just due. And yeah, I I'm like, yo, I think there's some shows that, like, like, I really don't think you get, like, you don't even get The Sopranos, you don't get The Wire, and that's just surface-level HBO Exactly, stuff. right, but there's a lot of other shows that sort of... Dude, look at The Shield, like, look at The like the Shield, I mean, The Shield was, like, um, the level of um, outrageous stuff or shocking content, right, it was, right. like, pretty high at the time, but, I mean, were they topping Oz? Right, probably, probably not. I mean, HBO was, like, they gave them free range to do anything, but, right, I mean, right. I really feel like that um, strand of, of, of show comes from Oz. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's funny because it's like, you know, people always go to the Sopranos and be like, well, TV wouldn't be where it is without the Sopranos. So if like Sopranos was like the father, like Oz is definitely like the grandfather because yeah. Oz was like, it was like one of the, it's not like a first HBO show, but it was like one of the first HBO shows to really start like stepping into, you know, oh, you know, stepping out of the box and, like, doing, like you said, like, a lot of sort of, like, shocking things. Right. And what was interesting, too, is that, so at the time, HBO had all these, like, documentaries about subculture stuff, stuff that Vice right. is known for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back then, they were the ones doing, like, you know, uh, they were doing, like, you know, documents, like, broadcasting documentaries about my life in the Latin Kings. Or, right, like, right. Uh, I'm a, I'm a neo-Nazi and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so... I guess from, from from there they kind of spun that into like an actual serial drama right, right. about that. Like, see, it's funny now because Netflix has all the data that says okay, people like British dramas, they like political thrillers. They got so then you get House of Cards because of that. Right. right? But back then they were going off of like what people were watching, you know, at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Right? right. And and giving the showrunners the, the agency to do or create whatever they wanted to create. Mm. You know. Um, Yo, man, Har- Harold Perrineau is like you know an all-time favorite. Like, if you tell me he's in anything, I'm like, yo, I'm with it, man. <laughs> Best Man Holiday. There you go, man. Uh, Claws. Yeah, Claws. <laughs> he was in that season of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I mean, even think about like guys like J.K. Simmons, like all those guys, right? The guy's an Oscar winner now. Dude, one of probably the first thing I saw J.K. Simmons, at least that I can remember, you know, was Oz, dude. It yeah, your, like, so your earliest memories of J.K. Simmons, Simmons was him sexually assaulting another man. <laughs> That's pretty much what you're telling me. See, for me, for, probably <laughs> for, for me, it was him as like uh, as as J. Jonah. Jameson and no, it was Oz before, man. See, and I had I had seen Oz way before Spider Man. So, <laughs> uh, so yes, it was him as a skinhead, sexually assaulting another man, <laughs> um, which he does in like the first episode of Oz. Literally, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was great in the show, man. Yeah, he was good in the show. Uh, no, yeah, it's true. It's um, I think that's uh, something interesting to, to explore, like sort of. When does Oz? You know, Murphy Brown's coming back, so I guess Oz is only around the corner. Yeah, I was a little surprised about that. Actually, I'm I mean, actually not. I'm actually not. And I actually think I'm kind of interested in watching the Murphy Brown uh, uh, reboot. Reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is uh, Murder She Wrote coming back? I think she's dead. Dude. Is is is, is Angela Lan- Angela Lansbury? <laughs> she's dead. That's a very good question. <laughs> well, well, uh, I I could be very wrong, and if I yeah. am, I'm sorry, Angela Lansbury yeah. and the you know shifters. What? Let me. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to blow me up on the 8 a.m. shift right now. Uh, as just also, there's a number of people on Facebook right now that are just learning that um the uh 
the guy that played Willy Wonka, I'm forgetting his name. Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder. That he died. How is that possible? You, you, I saw but you're that seeing this too. Year. You're seeing this too, right? Somebody posted Gene Wilder died. And I was like, no shit. In like night, in like twenty uh, sixteen. <laughs> so I, I think Angela Lansbury is still alive. Uh oh. Sorry, <laughs> Angela Lansbury. In that case, murder. She wrote reboot. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it. About Perry Mason, I know he's not alive. <laughs> but I mean, in, hypothetically, you can get not the actual guy. Yeah, no, you can, you know, you can you do know, whatever. You know. Maybe it'd be like Tom Hardy as Perry Mason. <laughs> Jordan's like, hmm, I like that idea. I mean, if if dude from The Office could be Jack Ryan. <laughs> Which, oh, for man. some reason, like, I feel like that show is also... That's that You just cracked me up with that one, dude. <laughs> What, do you know anyone that's actually watched it? Well, uh, the Jack Ryan no, I'm not even gonna lie, man, because I keep getting those ads of like, kind of like, I might check this dude out as <laughs> Jack Ryan. Part of me is like, watch it, and then another part of me is like, don't watch it. it the thing is, it's John Krasinski, it's like he's, it's kind of weird seeing him in those roles, man. He, he, one, he's always dude from the office. But two, like, even if, you know, I'm one for, like, a- actors being able to branch out and, like, not being yeah. pigeon hell, but, like, he just doesn't look like an action star, man. He's, like, a big dude, too, right? He's, like, tall or whatever, but, like, he just doesn't look like... Yeah, you know, part of me feels star. like, I think he saw Chris Pratt, like, get this... Yeah, know, yeah this right. Middle America, he's like, I can do that. And, he, and he's like, yo, I, why not, you know? Right. Um, I think it was Chris Pratt is that he... Well, Chris Pratt's never really done like the whole like you know armed forces dude type of role. Well, if he and if he has, and um, it might he have been. He did like, it in. Uh, he was in Zero Dark Thirty, I believe. So okay, that, that's like his one like, uh, and it's like like he's one of the like you know. Okay, so at the end. Okay, I'm mistaken. He did do Zero Dark Thirty. He was, I guess. But that's not like his bag. His bag is like running next to raptors and like you know, which talking to a tree. Which he says very briefly in the first one. <laughs> I was in the Navy. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Wait, does he in Jurassic World? Yeah, he mentioned something about being in the Navy at some point, oh, and he rides on a on a on a motorcycle. It's a total so. throwaway line, man. No one cares. But he's, yeah. he's he's not yeah. a Navy guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Krasinski. It's just like I, I don't want to like you know. I think he's I like him. You know, I, I really liked him in the Office. I've liked him in other like sort of funnier roles, but like. He just really doesn't strike me as like action star. I think I I like sooner buy him in like more like like a really dramatic role or like even like as a serial killer. <laughs> but uh, in like straight action, like he he was in some like uh, Michael Bay uh, military movie a year or so ago, and it's like I, as soon as I see him in it, I'm like I don't buy it, man. I can't. And maybe that's the office, but I personally think it's his face. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you feel about David Boreanaz when he became a U.S. Navy SEAL, though? Hey, man, Boreanaz can do anything he wants. <laughs> he was in Bones. He was in Bones. Dude, I like... And Buffy. Bones was, like, one of those, like, sort of procedurals that, like... Yeah. That I actually enjoyed. I, like, yeah. I, I couldn't... I, I got... I, I watched a decent amount of Bones, like, the first, I'd say, like, three or four seasons, and it wasn't bad. Right. They, 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 I felt like they developed the surrounding characters in that show better than they do in like a CSI or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so other tangential stuff. Um, I watched 
Dunkirk recently? It was, I was kind of surprised because I forgot that you hadn't seen it in theaters. Yeah, another, and it was another like, movie about, another piece of media about white male <laughs> hegemony. <laughs> um, you were going to get a lot of hate letters right now, dude. <laughs> I think Dun- I thought Dunkirk was fantastic. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I think I mentioned to you, like, I found the last half of it more enthralling than the first half. I think mm-hmm. what was interesting is that uh, Nolan does this. Like you didn't rely too heavily on dialogue, and you really actually don't know the names of any of the people. No, which I love, dude. Like he really, to me, and I know like it's a big criticism there. Like he didn't necessarily develop these characters, so you can't really like connect with them in a certain way. Well, that was intentional. That was totally intentional, and it's just. But dude, he does such an amazing job of like putting you in the moments, dude. So like when those boats are sinking, and like the water's like. Just con- you know, like in like the cameras in it, right? So like the water's getting like the cameras getting swallowed up by the water, and the boats like coming down. Like everything's so visceral in that movie that I just remember like coming out at the first time and like feel like I had like goosebumps. Like I, I was right, like right. wow, like and that's just like just from like a pure cinematic visual element. Like the guy was just operating on another level, and he you know he came in, he had a plan, he had an idea, and the other thing too is like. And he's spoken about this, and uh, for the life of me, I'm not going to remember his exact reasons for why he didn't necessarily. Because if you notice, like, there's not a lot of blood in it, right? Like, it's not like a typical war film where you see limbs and stuff blown yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And he chose to do that, and I think one of the reasons was like because he feel he didn't want that to take away from like uh, the overall like story of Dunkirk, which is that they, these guys like even though they were had to flee, they they flee back, they survive, and it's like one of the pivotal moments in the war that sort of like you know, led to, even though England was beaten at that moment, it, it was their time to rise, right? And right, that. right. So, like, he didn't want to sort of overshadow that, but, like, in doing so, like, you, ha- he understood that, like, visually, that he really has to, like, suck you in and really put you in the moments. So... You know, there's no shock value in an arm getting blown off, right? Like, you're not going right, to see that. Right. So how does he draw you in, right. right? And that was, like, having the cameras, like, be on top of those airplanes, like, on the wings of those airplanes and having you sink with those boats and all that stuff. So, like, just from, like, a purely cinematic visual level, like, I was blown away by, by right. Dunkirk. Right. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I forgot you hadn't seen it, and you texted me the other day, like, watching Dunkirk, or like, just watch Dunkirk, and I was like, what? <laughs> and then, of course, I asked if you actually sat down and watched the whole thing in one shot, to which you replied, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched uh, Boondock Saints mostly on the train <laughs> recently. Uh, I watched, I realized I'd watched, like, the last 30 minutes of... Uh, Boondocks, Boondock Saints, some years back. It's my first time actually watching the whole movie. Right. You know, I think this is all leading up to like a 90s episode where we're just going to have to, or like a thread of like ADM shift episodes that deal right. with 90s era media. Um, the AV Club recently did a whole like 19, summer of 98, uh, like, like, like movies and media. Uh, series and it was actually really interesting and very profound because they explored things like new metal. <laughs> um, but they also ah, new metal, yeah. But they also explored you know the, the stuff that was coming out at the time right. too. Um, and I don't know, like there's just part of me that like sees watches a movie like Boondock Saints and I'm like, wow, 
look how far we've come or haven't come. <laughs> Boondock Saints is like the new metal of movies. <laughs> oh yeah, and like Fight Club is probably like positioned at like the absolute top is right. well maybe Matrix, but it's so funny. Matrix like, is a like listen, a, I love Fight Club, but I don't love it for like the reasons that like you kind of tend to <laughs> say yo i mean I've, so it's funny because like in college i read the book right the book is really good right yet the movie had to be marketed to, to make it marketable they had to like you know feed it to the same class of people that probably have conspiracy theory <laughs> but the thing shit, is like, is that it's so like when i watch <clears throat> Fight Club, right? And if you know Fidget, like, I don't feel like that was never his intent. It's just the way the movies. Oh, yeah. As, as soon as you put Fight, the title of a movie is Fight Club, you're going to get those idiots. They're like, come on, bro. I won't be part of Fight Club. You want to start Fight Club? Like, it's just going to happen. What's the first rule? <laughs> What's the first rule of Fight Club? You don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> uh, 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 it's, but, and listen, I'm, I'm not one of these guys that's like, Fight Club is a masterpiece, yeah. but I think it's a really good movie, man. And again, like yeah, from I just agree. like a cinematic visual like standpoint, like I think like David Fincher is an incredible filmmaker, and he's doing a lot of stuff there. One at the time was like kind of like uh, I don't want to say revolutionary, but he's just doing like a lot of different things. At yeah, the time. no, that's true. No, that's true. He and really, developing yeah. a style that like really became his own yeah no absolutely i mean he had a bar so they had the words fight club you know <laughs> um, no 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 in all seriousness david fitch is really a dope filmmaker he, he's actually i like as I, I think i've said this in the past that when people think about great filmmakers they always defer back to like the coppolas and, like, right, uh, right, right. and the scorsese and, and i'm like fincher's actually got one of the best track records of any filmmaker that's true dude from like that like 80s 90s period till now right. like there's some filmmakers that have definitely fall, fallen off i hate to say a couple of might be possibly one of them I mean, Coppola's definitely fallen off you know, the, the guy also made two of the greatest films ever or, so it's like he's all right exactly <laughs> and then there's also like even a scorsese like he's probably one of the greatest ever but you know he's had duds that you don't people don't talk about Scorsese never had a dud, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> uh, well, I haven't watched his entire catalog, right? Right. But but I don't even see even like a, a um, Gangs in New York, which some people may consider a dud. Yeah. I wouldn't say is a dud because you have that Bill to put your performance, and you do have some like genuinely like amazingly directed scenes. Like there's things there. There's like there's elements to that movie. Yeah. Uh, and out of those, like, the old guard from, like, the 70s, like, I think Scorsese's obviously the guy that's operating on the highest level when you're comparing him to his contemporaries, like, even, like, a Spielberg, who I love, right? But, like, Spielberg's not operating on a level that Scorsese is right now. Um, Scorsese, his, his last film, which nobody saw, but Silence Dude, is incredible. It's, like, a masterpiece. And this was, yeah. you know, so, but... That aside, back it's to another the movie I'll watch on the train. You should. It's long, so I, oh, it's gonna be a lot of train rides. <laughs> yeah, no. no, that's probably my reservation too. Is when you see that's one thing too about seeing the run times on movies. Right, Sometimes right. you see something that's like two and a half hours long. And you're like, for me, that's I'm like, ooh, two and a half hours on my couch. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm like, damn, you're like, if the seven train stalls at. <laughs> at Woodside, right, then right. I have some time to watch this. And maybe able to get forty five minutes yeah. in. Uh, but back back to Fincher. No, you what you were saying is absolutely correct. The guy's track record is pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, and even yeah. the Social Network, Liam. 
Which is not that bad. It's funny. I love the social network, actually. I think the social network is actually a pretty great film. Uh, I mean, it just, it's just good fellows for tech pros. I think it's more than that. But but uh, I will say the the films that I think are the lowest on his totem pole would be ben, uh, Benjamin Button and a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But even those films... Yeah, they're considered... They're, for the period of time they came in, they came out, they were... Pretty well received. I think yeah. Benjamin Button's actually... It was an Oscar nominee. Yeah, right? Like, and the thing is, is Benjamin Button, it's a little gumpy, and that was my issue. And like Forrest Gump is a movie I've watched a million times. Right? So like I obviously like Forrest Gump, but it's definitely like gumpy. It's another movie that... And like, it's the same writer, actually. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because like Forrest Gump's also another movie where you're like watching it and you're like, uh, there's like 45 minutes left, but you know, like... Gotta like, watch the rest, man. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> yeah, watch the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much time left do I got in this movie? <laughs> How many more ads are they gonna keep playing? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but you gotta see Lieutenant Dan walk again. I know, right? Uh, when the next week and the weekend and the Saturday after, you're just doing the same thing, watching Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Holland's Opus. Woo, I haven't I, seen that in a while. I want to talk to you about. I'm sure you. I can, could probably cry talking. I'm sure you can. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, actually. Um, but again, uh, but Fincher, he's just the guy's track record's pretty incredible, and um, you know, besides like two films that aren't even really duds, they're just kind of like not up to his level, I'd say. It's true. Like as far as his contemporaries are concerned, which would be about nineties on, he's one of the guys that's operating at the highest. Last it's like him and Tarantino, dude. Yeah, like the guys that are still yeah. like really, you know, yeah, churning out a lot. There's others too, like uh, Spike Jones, maybe or Wes Anderson, but Spike yeah. Jones just doesn't make that much right now. It's like yeah. he's, I don't know, he's doing commercials, Apple commercials <laughs> by choice. The guy can still make movies right. by choice. But yeah. So I guess this is just like a. A hint of uh, things that we can we'll be talking about discussing for, for season, season season two of, of the AM shift. <laughs> uh, it's been cool, man. It's been a cool year uh, doing it, and uh, look forward to a second year creating some episodes with your man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Uh, shifters, shifters out. out. <laughs> It's 8 a.m.